Good morning, JICF, and welcome, welcome to our worship service for August the 9th. On this Sunday, we recognise each year the start of the Rock and the Verity Ministries. It co coincides with the start of the new school year. In this new normal school year, both groups are going online to present their Christian education programs. I encourage you as parents to please support the efforts and sign up if you haven't already done so. Both ministries are commencing and they have uh, important things that they can teach your children and your teenagers. Why do you need to do this? I encourage you to look at Proverbs 22 verse 6 which says this, Start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old they will not turn from it. This is the biblical foundation for us for you as parents to develop your children. Here at JICF, both the Verity and the Rock programs are supporting you in these efforts. This morning, I just want to recognise those particular ministries and to commit them to God in prayer. Will you join me as I pray for these ministries today? Dear Father in heaven, how I thank you for those who have been called by you to minister to the children and young people in the Rock and Verity classes. I pray that each one will be filled with your Holy Spirit and have a deep desire and ability to guide the young people in their charge into a thorough knowledge of the Word of God and a plan of salvation. Give them the ability and the understanding to guide the young people they teach along on a Christian pathway. Lord God, equip each teacher, I pray, with a desire to study your word for themselves so they too may grow in grace and increase in their knowledge and the love of the Lord Jesus. And I pray that by their example, the children and the young people they teach will also develop a desire to have their own personal walk with the Lord Jesus. Lord, help the students to be attentive and the teachers to be patient. May the lessons that are taught help instill the right living in these children and may the seeds planted continue to grow in them in the years ahead. And so Lord, I pray that you would use each one to encourage the children they teach of the importance of reading God's word, of studying the Bible and learning the scriptures for themselves so that they too may mature in their faith and be enabled to stand in the world that seems to have forgotten God who created them. May these rock and verity classes be places where the Lord Jesus Christ is lifted on high. O Lord, bless also the parents. Help them to bring up their children under the care and admonition of the Lord. And Lord, grant your blessings upon the instruction of both parents and teachers in the year ahead. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I want to address some biblical truths families can apply to everyday living. Who am I, you may ask? My name is Rod Passmore, a recent, and they tell me the oldest, of the elders at JICF. I was appointed in February this year along with Park Yusuf and Teddy 
to join the JICF eldership team. It is a privilege to work with Mike, Hendra and Sopano as we serve you together. Please, please pray for us. I'm a 10-year expat resident in Jakarta and with my wife Trish, we are educational consultants. My special oversight and responsibilities at JICF are with FIA and also with Verity Youth. Faith in Action is the mission arm of our church. I will come back to this later in my talk, but this morning I want to take the liberty of changing the words to families in action. My words this morning are for teenagers, for children, as well as for parents. Did you log on to Midweek Fun, which was held in June this year? Every Thursday, you would have seen JICF families presenting all sorts of interesting activities. Thank you to all of you who contributed. Families in action, showing what families could do together. And they were sharing it with others in the time of COVID-19. I want you this morning, I want to encourage you this morning to continue to be families of action. How are you going as families? Economically, spiritually, relationally? Since I was appointed as elder in early February, it has been locked down for you and for me. Church has gone online, schools has gone online, social distancing, masks, all of these things have been happening. And perhaps one of the greatest challenges around us at the moment is when will these coronavirus restrictions and shutdowns be over? Will it be a few weeks, months or years even? So how are you coping in your family at this time? You know, families are the fundamental institutions of human society. They are constituted by marriage and ordained by God. It is a place where you as parents have to rear your children and you have the privilege and responsibility to bring up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says this, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. In my talk this morning, I just want to share some biblical truths that can help form a strong foundation for your family. If you like, some rules for family life. It's the teacher coming out of me, but I encourage you to write down these rules. Put them on your fridge where your family can see them. Put them on the notice board if you have one in your house and try to make them important they will form a foundation perhaps for family life that will help in day-to-day -day living. I'm even going to test you at the end to see if you can remember my six principles for families. 
So here we go. Here's number one. Number one, perhaps the most important, honour God in everything. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 says, Our Lord and our God, you are worthy to receive glory, honour and power. You created all things and by your decision they are and were created. This is really important. This could be your family's mission statement. Honour God in everything. You know, we're not put on earth to have fun. That's not our purpose. It is to honour God. Am I doing what God wants me to do? Or am I doing what I want to do? So this overriding principle in our families ought to be encourage all of us to honour God in everything. Number two, obey your parents. Perhaps some advice particularly to children and teenagers this morning. Mums and dads need you to obey. Children, remember to obey your parents. And perhaps more than that, obey them promptly. Not when you're ready, not later, not tomorrow. Don't object all the time. We need families where students and, t and, students and children obey their parents. Why? Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Children, mums and dads have lots of important things to teach us and we need to remember to obey our parents. The third principle I want to talk to you about this morning is tell the truth. In your families are you truth tellers. Children and parents need to tell the truth. Do you know flat out lying or specific exaggeration is wrong and sinful? You can see the slide with the long noses this morning, but it's a reminder. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbour, for we are members of one another. How much do you tell the truth, boys and girls? It's easy to lie. It's easy not to tell the truth. But I encourage you to make that an important principle in your, in your home and in your life. Moving on. The next principle, the fourth one this morning is, remember the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 are well-known verses. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. I want you to note that this verse tells us what we sh what does not tell us what we should not do but it tells us what we should do. These are positive traits we all need to show in our families. 
I could say to you, no yelling, no whining, no temper tantrums, but Galatians gives us the positive traits. We need to strive for joy and peace in our families. So remember the fruits of the Spirit. Are you showing those within your family? We need to be reminded that these things are God has asked us to do. Do you show self-control, patience, kindness and goodness in your family today? Our fifth um, principle that I'd like to share with you is this. As families, we need to be grateful. Most of us are healthy, financially secure. We even have religious freedom. We may not have everything we want, but we have more than we actually need. Do you know we need to be more grateful? Less complaining is probably needed from all of us. How often do you mums and dads hear students and children say, it's not fair? Well, you know, sometimes life isn't fair, but we need to demonstrate sanity, compassion and sympathy in this COVID time and take things a day at a time. We need to be grateful for safety, for protection. Be thankful for the health workers, the doctors and the nurses who serve us selfishly each day. So it's important to be grateful. From Ephesians 5.20 it says, giving thanks always and and for everything to God. Are you thankful in your families? It's easy to complain, but we need to be thankful for so much and the blessings that God has provided for each one of us. And my final principle, number six, says this. And I just want to expand on this a little this morning. Put others before yourself. You may be aware of the commandments in Exodus chapter 20, and some of them are listed on our slide. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. Put others before yourself is an important biblical truth that we need to take on board. You know, sometimes we're selfish. We need constant reminders never to hurt others. And this is a lifelong lesson for all of us to love your neighbour as yourself. Do you remember the story of the Good Samaritan who went out of his way to help a person on the side of the road? Given our present situation in COVID-19, you may say, Mr. Wright, is this possible? How do we help others? How do we put others before ourselves during these difficult times? Let me tell you a short story. Maybe that will help. Going back to the year 1527, this is the story of a priest and a theologian, and his name was Martin Luther. 
And Martin Luther had a friend, a pastor friend, John Hess. And he asked Martin Luther this question. Whether is it proper for a Christian to run away from a deadly plague? At that time, there was a deadly plague called the bubonic plague. And the fatality rate was 60 to 90% of anyone who caught that plague usually died. For COVID-19, the fatality rate is only 1 to 3%. But do you know, Luther, Martin Luther, refused to leave the town of Wittenberg in Germany in 1527. He chose instead to spend his life caring for the sick and dying. And he transformed his home into a makeshift hospital. So when Luther gave advice, he knew the consequences. He said this, Christians must think first how to contribute to the physical and spiritual support of those who are vulnerable, self-isolated, sick or dying. Can I suggest to you that in our circumstances today, that we need to have what I would call measured concern for others. Do not be totally anxious about your life. Do not fear. But think about ways in which perhaps you can have measured concern for others in your community. And this brings me back to my role, as mentioned earlier, as coordinator of Faith in Action in our church. Because I just want to thank you as members of the church for putting yourself before others and helping. A month or so ago, some 84 million rupiah was donated to Taruna Orphanage for food, extra food and vitamins, and also to help them start self-supporting projects to produce some of their own food. Also recently, the orphanage had a fire and many of you as families supported by providing food, by giving your expertise and going to help work out what's the best way to rebuild the storeroom and to offer advice. I just want to thank you for putting others before yourself. Also, 20 million rupiah was donated towards Bethesda Hospital for medical equipment for the doctors and the nurses. It was gratefully received and in their remote location, they're able to uh, offer help to surrounding villages. And also just last week, we put out a call from Jim Vost in Papua, in Papua. His clinic required medical supplies to help the people. 56 million rupiah was donated and just this week, we were able to send off boxes and boxes of medicine that they needed. I just want to thank you for putting others before yourself. One of the ministries closer to Jakarta is that of the Roshan Learning Centre, which is uh, supporting refugees who are in difficult situations. And I just, again, want to thank you for putting others before yourself and supporting Roshan. We're now just going to watch a short video from Roshan 
just explaining some of the issues and the things that they've been doing later. Enjoy as you watch this video. Uh, good morning, JICF family. It's great to be with you all. Uh, it's a privilege to be able to do the uh, ministry moment virtually this morning, and I hope that you're all staying safe during this, uh, t these unusual times. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Brandon Bond, and I am the program director at Roshan Learning Center, and I'm joined here by Yanti, one of our lead teachers, and she'll also be sharing a little bit with you. Um, for those of you who don't know, Roshan is an education program that is uh, reaching out and serving two refugees that are living in Jakarta. And actually, Roshan began uh, out of JICF. So back in 2014, um, some of the members of JICF were getting to know uh, members of the refugee community. And as they were seeing the needs uh, that they had, especially their children and the lack of access to education that they had, uh, the lack of access to a safe learning space and a, a space to be able to play and to socialize with other children, uh, they came together and they created Roshan so that they could come together and create a supportive community. Since 2014, Roshan has continued to grow. We started out with just 30 students, uh, but now we have uh, nearly 200 students that we're serving. Uh, we still uh, serve in our core program for children, but we've also expanded to working with youth and adults. Uh, we have a GED education program now that is serving over, uh, over 25 students. I'm sorry, over 40 students. And uh, through that program, students can actually obtain their U.S. high school diploma as a GED certificate. Uh, we also have a partnership with uh, an elite open school in the U.S. And through this online school program, students can also pursue their high school diploma uh, that way. Um, we still do focus, though, on children in the community and providing them with a safe learning space. That continues to be our, our mission and, and the vision that we have. And a big part of that is uh, being able to provide teachers in the classroom, uh, good uh, quality teachers who are really uh, compassionate and really care about the students. And it's because of JICF that we're able to do that. JICF continues to be our main partner in this. Uh, it's not just financially, but also uh, many of our volunteers, many of our teachers are coming from the JICF family and you're giving your time and your resources and your skills to really invest in the lives of these children. Um, financially also, you are contributing a lot and the main contribution goes towards uh, providing um, staff like Yanti, providing teachers like Yanti. And this is really a core program, a uh, core element of our program as they're really the front lines working with the students and uh, meeting not just their academic needs but also their social and emotional needs and instilling them the values that we believe that they'll need to really succeed in life. Many of our teachers are actually uh, refugees themselves who are volunteers, and they might come to us without experience before in teaching, uh, but teachers like Yanti uh, can also help with training and equipping them so that they can also care for the students in the classroom. Uh, so now I'd just like to ask uh, Yanti here to share a little bit of her experience as uh, first a volunteer and then as a teacher uh, as a staff teacher here at Roshan. Thank you. Uh, yeah, hello, Majuajua. Uh, salam dalam kasih Yesus Kristus. My name is Yanti Sitepu. I'm originally from Medan, North Sumatra, and uh, I uh, am a teacher at Roshan Learning Center. Um, I uh, joined Roshan uh, in 2017 as a volunteer. And then I became a full-time teacher in 2018. Uh, I uh, got to hear about Roshan from uh, a classmate of mine 
when I was studying my master at uh, Universitas Indonesia. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful uh, for the opportunity that God has given me to um, help community or help refugees. Uh, this is the first time for me, uh, but I'm so grateful to be part of Roshan Leading Center. Um, yeah, for me, maybe uh, I uh, cannot or I uh, will not able to provide what the, uh, the children or the refugees all need. But uh, yeah, as a teacher here, I uh, can share or transfer my knowledge and then I can share Jesus' love and um, yeah, um, love them and then share them how to be uh, yeah, good students uh, and then they know the value of what they are doing uh, as students. And um, yeah, uh, I think uh, as uh, Jesus says in Leviticus um, 19, verse 33 to 34, to love uh, foreigners as yourself and then uh, treat them um, as uh, your native born. So I think uh, this is uh, the time for me to give to the community. Uh, this is not only uh, work, but also my call to uh, serve the uh, refugees or the community. Thank you, Yanti. And teachers really are the most important part of what we provide for students here. Uh, and it's, we, we want to create a safe learning environment. And it's really by uh, having teachers in the classroom who show them uh, patience, who are uh, showing them kindness, and really showing them the love of Christ on a day-to-day -day basis that we're able to do that. Uh, we're able to provide that secure, safe environment for them to grow. Again, not just academically, but also um, uh, in understanding uh, what their social needs are and understanding what the values are that they'll need in their life. Um, we do uh, need your help to be able to continue reaching out to refugees here. Um, we are always looking for new volunteers, and many of our volunteers, like I mentioned, come from the JICF community. But if you're interested in learning more about opportunities to teach or help in different ways as a volunteer here, uh, please do check out our website, and we'll share that information with you. Uh, also, if you feel uh, compelled and called to give to our work here, uh, we just ask that you can give through JICF and designate those funds to Roshan Learning Center so that, again, we can continue to uh, help and, and uh, provide teachers like Yanti in the classroom. Uh, also, if you happen to be a coffee drinker, uh, we have a new coffee club uh, membership where you can uh, get our uh, Roshan Roast Coffee delivered to you on a monthly basis. Uh, and then actually the, all of the uh, profit from that goes directly to the classroom to support our students. And finally, we'd really just like to ask if you can be praying for our community here. Uh, refugees obviously uh, are, are oftentimes more vulnerable uh, than others. And when things like Corona hit, then they can often be more affected than some. And so we just ask that you would be uh, praying that the Lord would be watching over uh, the refugee community during these times. Thank you so much to JICF members uh, for your love and for uh, your generous support.
So in conclusion, may God bless you as families. Try to implement the six principles I've talked about. Can you remember them? One through six. Here we go, six principles. Remember them one by one. Honour God in everything you do. Number two, obey your parents. Tell the truth. Remember the fruits of the Spirit. Be grateful and thankful. And finally, put others before yourself. Remember those. Put them on your fridge. Write them somewhere. And day to day, they form great principles for how we should live our lives. COVID-19 reminds us that lasting contentment, security and happiness is not found much in this present world, but in the world to come. Remember to seek first the kingdom of God and to apply these six principles in your family life. Will you join me as I conclude in prayer? Our Lord and our God, I thank you for the families of JICF. I thank you for the parents who are committed to bringing up their children in the discipline of the Lord. Grant them your help and your grace as they do this. I pray for the children and the teenagers, Lord, that you will help them to understand these basic principles that are needed as they grow up in their Christian lives. We thank you that your Holy Spirit helps us day by day to meet these principles in all that we do. And so, Lord, we commit the year ahead, particularly to the Verity and the Rock Ministries. Bless the teachers. Bless the students. And, Lord, thank you that you are our great God, our Creator. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us day by day. Amen.